0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota football podcast hosted by me, Tony Lieber. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Lieber and Instagram and TikTok at Tony underscore Lieber. So, after... Rather quiet week and a half for Gophers football. It has been a busy handful of days. The Gophers have found their new special teams coordinator, their new defensive coordinator, and they've added three players from the transfer portal. So as it pertains to the special teams coordinator, the Gophers have hired oh, Steve former Syracuse teams coordinator, and um, Bob Ligaschacki. Excuse me. Bob Ligaschacki. He had 39 years of coaching experience. We'll break that down. Most notably, the Gophers have found their new defensive coordinator, the linebacker's coach from Rutgers, Corey Heatherman. And they've added three players from the transfer point. Um, Wide receiver from Penn State, Christian River. Running back from Houston, Marcus Major. Or Oklahoma, excuse me, Marcus Major. And a Division II transfer from Emporia State, Jalen Varner. So we'll break it all down. Kind of a packed show for early January. So right off the top, I, I... Say we start with the biggest news, which is the Gophers hiring their new defensive coordinator. We've been talking about it for a while, how big of a hire it would be. Um, I, I love what they did. Um, my number one on my wish list was them to take a risk and yeah. not promote within. it. Uh, not hire a guy that has direct ties to P.J. Fleck. Take a risk. Hire a new guy. Someone that has high potential and it could mess up. When you're at a program like Minnesota, you got to take risks if you want to win a lot of games. And that's what Gophers did, but it was a very well-calculated risk, in my opinion. Corey he- Heatherman, um, 39 years old with a pretty solid uh, experience. He uh, got his start in 2007. Coaching, um, coaching football. He coached at King's College. Um, I am looking up where that is right now. This is great podcasting. I believe it is honestly. He coached European football. Yes, I remember hearing that. Um, so this guy loves football. You can tell. Um. Uh, just the way he looks, he's a football guy, which I, I love. He looks like he was meant to be a defensive coordinator. This is some great analysis, but just based on vibes, this, guy, this guy's this guy got it, in my opinion. So, bounced around a couple places. I believe he played football overseas, so he lived there for a little bit. Uh, coached at King's College, which I believe is in Cambridge. Um, And then he was a GA at Springfield College, which I believe is a D3 college. And then an assistant coach at Northeastern, which is in Connecticut. Assistant coach at Old Dominion from 2010 to 13. Defensive coordinator at Case University, which is Division II. And then he was a defense coordinator at Maine for three years under the Gophers. Former safeties coach, now defensive coordinator at Rutgers, Joe Harismiak. So... That's kind of where the ties come in with the Gophers. Uh, P.J. Fleck obviously had a good relationship with Harris Miak, so I would assume he got a recommendation from him when it comes to this hire. After Maine, he was the defensive coordinator at James Madison for two years, and then he's been the linebacker's coach at Rutgers for the previous three. So I I could spew off some stats that Maine had a solid defense, James Madison had a solid defense. And there's a lot of analytical uh, numbers and stats that back up this hire. That uh, Heatherman's a good coach. He was really the number two guy on um, Rutgers defense last year. Uh, if there were a lot of rumors that Harris Miak was going to leave, um, he. He interviewed for the James Madison head coach job and the Penn State D.C. job this offseason. So if he was going to leave, the expectation was Heatherman was going to get permitted. So very well-respected guy within the coaching ranks. Um, And the reason I love it the most is because this is his first big, big job. The Gophers have an offensive coordinator that's now going into his second year of his first big job. Well, I might have not loved his play calling and schematics last season, got to give him a, a second chance. And that's what P.J. is doing, and we'll get into it. The offense is going to look way different. But um, these are the type of moves that I would make if I was running the Gophers program. You got to take risks, and this guy's a risk, but he's a calculated risk. Um, he's a young guy. He's hungry. It's his first shot at a big-time job at a power program. And he's going to take advantage of it. So, um, he runs a defense that the uh, Gophers fans have came to remember. Um, He might not run the exact same Joe Rossi defense where he uses uh, kind of that fifth defensive back all the time, whether that's Jack Henderson or Craig McDonald last season or Flip Dixon in the past, but they do run very similar defenses. Coach Fleck, obviously, is from the Shiano trees. So, um Heatherman learned a lot from Harris Miak, which is con- – it's all connected. So, it's not like the Gophers are going to be running um, some Brent Venables-level defense here. It's going to look pretty similar. But uh he, he did well at Rutgers last year. They – their linebackers improved dramatically from previous seasons, and he just seems like a guy that I'd want to play for. So uh, I, I I, think it's a good hire, and it's uh, something that I wanted the Gophers to do. We mentioned a bunch of names that they could have hired. Didn't mention Heatherman. Um, I'll, I'll admit I'm not as uh, locked into the the coaching ranks of the options that the Gophers could have went at, after when it comes to up-and-coming defensive coordinators. But um, from what I've heard uh, from people connected to the Rutgers program, he's he's a great dude, well-respected, and there's no reason why he can't keep the Gophers' defense uh, near the top of the Big Ten. So um, I, I think it's a good job. Uh, PJ Flex done three things that have personally surprised me this year. I did not think they were going to move on from Nathan. Um, I did not think they were going to hire a new special teams coordinator, and I did not think once Joe Rossi left that they were going to hire outside of their current ranks. So those three moves, I have to give P.J. Fleck a lot of credit. He looked himself in the mirror, and he's like, we got to make some systemic changes to the program. And he, he took the steps. So um, it's still a long way from – uh August 31 at Huntington Bank Stadium versus the North Carolina Tar Heels. But nevertheless, it's a step in the right direction. That's all you can do. And January talking about next season, obviously there's a lot to shake out, but this you gotta stack decisions and life and football and everything. And this is a good decision. So um good job, PJ Fleck. Good job to go first. So The other um, coordinator they added was on the special teams uh, side of the ball, so to speak. They brought in, I already keep forgetting this guy's name. He's got a very, it's a good thing. You shouldn't know who your special teams coordinator is. Uh, Bob Ligashek has replaced Rob Wagner, the longtime coordinator under PJ Fleck. And Ligashecki had been at Syracuse for the past um three seasons, I believe. He brings 39 years of coaching experience. He was the special teams coordinator for the 2009 Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl championship. He had a lot of experience in the NFL, worked under Mike Tomlin, Bill O'Brien, Lovey Smith, Bill Cowher with the Steelers, so... He's worked with a lot of legendary head coaches, but he has bounced around to a lot of different places. So I'm not going to say this is like uh, hiring the Cowboys special teams coordinator guy's name's Bones. I don't know what his last name is, but it's not like this dude's going to revolutionize the special teams aspect of football. That, That would just be naive for me to say that, but. He's still um a well experienced guy that's going to br- bring a new look to the Gophers for a unit that's been struggling for the past as long as PJ Flex been there. So, um, I again, your special teams coordinator is not not going to transform your program, but there was an issue the special teams was lacking, and PJ Flex brought in someone new, um, and I think that's really important. Uh, I, I could belittle the point and say how valuable his experience is going to be in all this stuff. And his special teams are so good at Syracuse. Like it, it really wasn't. It's not like they hired the best thing since sliced bread, but they made a change and that's important because of that's BJ flex changing his best. And so far as we sit recording this January 9th, he deserves credit for how he's handled this off season and I, I, I'm, I've I been thoroughly impressed. He knew the issues that the program had, that, that the team had, and he went out and fixed them. So when it comes now to the transfer portal, there's been plenty of news there for the Gophers. Started with two decommitments. Uh, Quindario Lee, who we spoke about, committed um, late afternoon on National Signing Day. He committed and yeah. backup quarterback Logan Fife from Fresno State also decommitted. um whenario Lee really I spoke of that he wasn't I didn't expect him to be a huge contributor so um not much to touch on there he probably just it could it really could have been uh academics thing um I I not want to speculate but he was a guy that I believe played junior college before he went to central Michigan solely based on academics. So Minnesota isn't uh, Stanford by any means, but it's not, it's not Mankato. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, as it pertains to Logan Fife, I find that situation very odd. Um, Obviously, a lot of people complain on Twitter and online, rightfully so, about how college football, the commitment, means nothing, all this stuff. I'm confused because I thought he signed on the dotted line on early national signing day. But when I see something like that, um, I wrote about this on my Twitter. I talked about it a little bit in a video talking about the Gophers roster and scholarship outlook. Again, this is just a hypothesis based on what I know about college football recruiting. This is no facts that I'm hearing, Um, but you only get 85 scholarships, and the Gophers could have been like... They could have talked to Logan and been like, hey, you're going to be the backup all this year, and next year we got Drake Lindsey. We'll probably bring in another guy. So if you want to play... You don't have to come here if you don't want to, because maybe they thought they didn't think they were going to get Christian Driver. Maybe they didn't think they were going to get uh, Marcus Majors. What is this? What is this guy's name? This is some great preparation by me. Um, Marcus Major, no S. Uh, but um, maybe they didn't think they were going to get those guys. So they're like, "Hey, we need a scholarship." Yeah, I think this is. Has happened. It happens more than people think that, especially when they're like, they want to take a scholarship away from a guy that really hasn't been on the team yet rather than a junior that didn't playing at all. And that's the tough thing about college football right now. It's, hey, we need a new wide receiver, but we don't have a spot. You got to make a spot. It's not like a salary cap. You only get 85 scholarships. So, again, I'm not reporting any facts there. I haven't heard any of that happening. But I think it's a possibility, and it's certainly worth mentioning. But it's interesting now as we head into uh, winter workouts and the spring window opening in April because the Gophers only have three quarterbacks on their roster. So that's a conversation for a different day, but Um, maybe they – like what they saw from Drake Lindsey already in like the day that uh well I, he's probably not even on campus yet the class doesn't start until next monday um, but nevertheless an interesting departure and like i mentioned the golfers most notably brought in penn state transfer wide receiver christian driver the son of legendary packers wide receiver donald driver this is an interesting addition. Um, again, you know, now I've spoken about five commitments that have all flipped, so he can easily flip two. Um, that's just what it is now. Um, but Christian Driver, three years of eligibility, former defensive back recruit, former forced recruit that switched to wide receiver at Penn State. Um, right away, he's not going to contribute that much, uh, barring an injury, in my opinion. Ah, uh, Daniel Jackson, clear number one. Lameki Brockton's a guy who I think could really break out next season. Um, Elijah Spencer is a guy who looked really good in the second half of the year, really good, but he was involved. He had a uh, touchdown in the bowl game, touchdown in the Illinois game. He had uh, one other touchdown in there, um, but he's a guy that could take a big jump next year. Kristen Hoskins is a guy that the Gophers like. Henrik Lanier is a guy that the Gophers like. Um, TJ McWilliams is a guy that the Gophers like. That that puts Christian Driver competing for the fourth or fifth wide receiver role on this team. And when you mentioned they also brought in a wide receiver, Kalen Varner from Emporia State, that's a lot of mouths to feed in that wide receiver room for a team that's still going to want to run the ball a lot. So for a guy that has zero catches in college football, Um, I would not expect that much out of Christian Drive in year one. But he does have three years of eligibility left. And when it comes to recruiting, if you have Donald Driver on the sideline for some games, that helps out. Uh, Mike Brown Stevens, uh, infamously, uh, was on the Gophers, the nephew of John Legend. It's cool when you can tweet stuff about John Legend and you got Chrissy Teigen tweeting about your games. When you got Donald Driver on the sidelines uh for maybe the Wisconsin game that, that's a cool thing and um I I don't want I guess Christian Drivers to be Donald Driver's son um he he is a human being that <laughs> is more than that but um and he's a very talented athlete he's uh 5'11 he has all the tools but he needs to put it all together, which he hasn't yet. There was a reason he was recruited as a defensive back and not a wide receiver. So it'll be fun to watch his development. The Gophers have been able to develop wide receivers, but I would err on the side of caution when it comes to expecting a lot in year one from him. Um, year the number two commitment, uh, as of late was Oklahoma transfer running back Marcus Major. Um, this one was also didn't make much sense to me. Um, The Gophers get 85 scholarships, like I said, and you you, you only can have a certain amount of players, and there are other positions that I think you can use that scholarship at. Um, When the Gophers have Darius Taylor, who they're going to want to give 20-plus carries a game. Cy Bangor, a, a guy who I'm really high on, who I think is a great number two, Jordan Newbin, the guy that has known to be more than serviceable as a number three, um, I think what this tells me is the Gophers don't have much rust in either of their true freshman running backs coming in. So they wanted a fourth guy in there that uh, they've went two, three years now with a lot of injuries at that position. That if Darius Taylor or Bangora goes down, they want to have another guy to use. Uh, Major has only had 833 yards and 10 total touchdowns in his career, six-foot guy, Uh, very talented runner, only one season of eligibility left. Um, I could see him playing kind of the Bryce Williams role, and he's kind of Bryce Williams type. Um, He's a smart player, but explosiveness is not his game. He's not a home run threat, but he's not going to make mistakes. So he can see the field, um, but again, I, I wouldn't expect a lot out of him. Maybe this is a commitment because they think they're gonna lose Bangor. I, you never know. Now, um, Bangor signed on the dotted line on national signing day, so I wouldn't expect that. But so did Logan Fife. So uh, something worth monitoring. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, um, strategic wise and a team building strategy. But nevertheless, a talent player from a power five blue blood school. So. Another good addition from uh, everyone says, Oh, let's get guys from good schools and not Bucknell or uh, New Hampshire. And he got one from Penn State and Oklahoma. So, on to the last commitment from the transfer portal Emporia State transfer, Jalen Varna Varner. Um, Emporia State does compete at the division two level, it is one of the uh, better uh. There's been two football programs. Um, in Emporia, Kansas. In 2023, Barner had 90 catches, more than a thousand yards, 12 touchdowns. Tulane and Washington State were also interested in his services. A uh, really interesting receiver. Um, I think he has a much better chance of contributing day one than Christian Driver, in my opinion. He's a much more polished receiver. He does not have the same um explosiveness and high end p- potential as a um Christian driver. I would kind of if he played a role this year, he'd kind of be in what the what Chris Ottman Bell was in. Uh Grab didn't have many catches this year. Probably top of my head, he probably had like 15. Um, I could see Varner doing that something like that. He uh Right off the bat, he's at best the fourth receiver on the Gophers team, so it's interesting. But yeah, Crabb only had six catches for eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. So maybe Varner jumps in that role. He's an experienced guy. He's played a lot of college football. Obviously, not the Big Ten level, but um, a good at. Um, I, I find it interesting that the gophers are opting to add at this wide receiver position um Kenrick Lanier is a guy who got a lot of a lot of hot hot talk before the bowl game in the off season uh Kristen Hoskins is a really talented guy that um honestly don't want to speculate but uh he's a name to watch out in the the spring transfer point. um that's zero reporting again um but He's just a guy that for some reason it wouldn't surprise me. If he entered the portal, that just popped into my head. But, um, Yeah, never. you can't have too many wide receivers. Wide receivers are valuable. Uh, the Gophers did this last year. They brought in two transfer wide receivers when they had a really talented group. So you can't ever have too many of those guys. If someone goes down, you want to throw them out there. You're seeing the teams in the NFL recent years, the teams in college football. You know why Washington was so good this year in college football? They had three top 20 wide receivers in the country. Um, They had three guys who were going to be NFL wide receivers, and the Gophers are trying to do something like that. Maybe Again, I'm not going to believe it until I see it when it comes to a big schematic change offensively, but they they have the personnel to do it when you add a guy like Varner and Dremender. So... Three skill position players added to the offense, uh, makes it look like a really interesting offense for next season. But uh, PJ Flex active in the transfer portal. He's active this off season. They had a disappointing year. Went five and seven. I talked about this bowl game. How everyone hypes up the bowl game. Hypes up his is whatever. I'm excited about how he handles the off season. I thought he had a tremendous off season last year. Um, a lot of the pieces that I thought was gonna were gonna work didn't work. Uh, Sean Tyler, I I was wrong about. Um, he was disappointing. But Darius Taylor, true freshman, signed him. He was wonderful. Um, Trayvon Jones was a bit inconsistent. Corey Crooms was a bit inconsistent. Uh, Jack Henderson, I think, could be in line for a big season this year. But um, I think it's another – there's something to be excited about. and PJ Flex giving Gophers fans that, which is very important, and I think it's very cool. Um, Yeah, I I mean, this is going to be the time when it slows down. There's not going to be much news left. The Gophers still need to fill in their tight end coach position. Probably the most notable thing that I can guarantee will happen. Um, They obviously could still be active in the transfer portal. The current window is closed, so you will not see any gophers players enter the portal. Um, But You still can sign people because it's not like there's a cutoff and be like, all these guys in the portal have to leave now. Um, You can still join teams. You just can't enter the transfer portal until April 15th, so... Um, the news will certainly die down in that front, but um, don't want to, I guess, close your eyes because anything can happen. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys for listening. Row the boat, sky UMA, and go go for. It. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.